0: Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker with Compass. My name is Carla Mina, and we're wrapping up this year, and it seems like it's a little cold outside, but a lot of celebrating, a lot of networking, and my co-host today had an amazing turnout. What, 88 people at your, 88 realtors at your event?
1: We had an event today at Montrose Harbor, and it was real estate bingo, so we were there to take our minds off from just doing real estate. We had two hours of fun, drinks, and cool prizes.
0: Cool prices? I mean, seriously, I was going to beat up this old lady who won $1,000. Seriously. Did you rig that? You should have put my name in there,
1: Joel. I'm like your bestie. Has Carla ever seen bingo? How do you rig bingo, folks? Bingo is just a thing that. Like old lady game, like yeah. It was so great. We had a lot of people there, and uh, we'll be doing another one. So stay tuned.
0: Yeah. So realtor friends, if you missed it, I'm serious. He had. What did you have? Like Apple Watch.
1: Well, we had a lot of prizes. So we had an Apple Watch. We gave away a 55 inch TV, a 12 person boat cruise, a thousand dollar Nordstrom shopping spree, and more.
0: Joel, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have a TV. (laughs) I
2: don't. I have a record player. But how are you? (laughs) (laughs) We do have a a record player. we do have a record player actually. Yeah, my husband collects vinyl. It's
0: it's a new thing. It's better than like. I mean, I work so much. Like, I don't want to, you know, like kill my brain with other information that I don't need, other visuals, so listening to music is really the best thing, so I'm glad that your your other realtors were able to win there, the TV, the watch, and the, the, the cruise, and the $1,000. Like,
1: the event was cool, to get that many people in a room on a Thursday afternoon, it just means that we got a good group of people around us, this show helps, and we were happy to see so many people that were there, but here's what's going on, we have three months in the books already, okay, so we're now in the fourth quarter, and what I've been seeing is that it really takes a team, if you're a buyer that's out there. Last last week we were a winning offer on a transaction from one of my clients congrats well yes however oh. we weren't the bearing the lead here we weren't the highest offer we were 8 grand less than a competing offer But it was the team that they had. So with me as the uh, lender on it and the realtor actually doing the follow-up with the listing agent, when the listing agent saw who was on the pre-approval letter, it allowed the buyer not to be the top dollar. It doesn't have to be. So I was able to pick up the phone at 930 on a Sunday night, make sure that the listing agent knew that the buyer's financing was good and that we would be able to close – in 14 days.
0: Wow, that's amazing. And I really appreciate you going above and beyond working on a weekend to try to make sure that your clients who are also you know the buyer and obviously the realtors, were there are clients too, but it makes sense for you as the backbone, right? Because you're the <laughs> one facilitating financing. Guys, so.
1: over 50% of real estate happens at nights and weekends. In most banks, what happens? Five o'clock, you're gone. Saturdays and Sundays, you're also So work with a real professional, whether it's me or somebody that you know that will actually be committed for you at nights and weekends.
0: Wonderful. Kudos to you. Great job. Uh, that's why you're amazing. That's why we have all those billboards everywhere in Lakeview. Where are you again? Wrigley Vale. Where is that?
1: <laughs> if you drive through uh, Wrigley, you'll see 12 different billboards that say either just call Joel, it'll say Cubs fan mortgage man. And the idea here is just branding. The same with the agents. If you're out there, it's. It's you. It's the people that are working with you. It's not about the company you work for. They want to work with you. So that's what's happening. And uh, we are excited to be able to bring you guys some knowledge about what's going to be happening here with my guests coming up today.
0: Good stuff. And my team is amazing. I mean, the Mod Squad, I like to give kudos to, to Joel because he did have an amazing event today, but it just reflects the kind of work that he's doing out there for the real estate industry. And I also want to celebrate and congratulate my co-host, Tammy, because this little brainiac... Just made Dean's List, mm. n- n- no other than Harvard. Come yes. on. Like, seriously, <laughs> how amazing are you?
2: <laughs> ah, you're so sweet. It's embarrassing. I <laughs> am um, I'm, I'm really thrilled because I didn't think it was going to happen, but I did get that news today. I finished up my thesis uh, earlier this month. Finally, this has taken me five years to do this graduate program. And um, and yeah, I, I qualified for Dean's List today. So amazing. Congrats. And then Thank we take you. the time to, to talk about us, right, as professionals. Uh, we're in the
0: industry. We're working. I'm a residential real estate broker, and you're both our lenders, but we're always giving back and making sure that we also grow and also elevate our brains so so that we can provide you guys with the best information. And of course, we want to bring in guests that are going to show you how to transact, show you how to or pave the way or give you a roadmap into how to get into the real estate business or how to invest. So tonight, we have an amazing, amazing packed show. And it's just a bunch of names that I'm going to throw out there. But we have Ami, who's back in the studio, Josh Ord, Marco Foster, Drew Parking, Parking, and I'm sorry if I'm messing up your names. Um, Did I miss Steven? You cannot miss Steven because as everybody's talking about a lack of inventory, this young man has created and trended a volume type of business. So we talk about boutique real estate where you're doing one to 10, you know, one-on-one buyer or seller relationship, but he's working. I mean, how many? 250 250 transactions, real close volume in business. So Why don't you go ahead and introduce your guest, Joel? since they did a terrible job
1: at it. No, it was a really good job. We have Steve Colino. He's with Worth Clark Realty. And Carla, you hit the nail on the head. The idea here is if you could actually speak to somebody that does this level of transactions, it's really great. Steve, how are you? Very good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. What I liked about Steve's story was that he hasn't been an agent for years, yet he's doing crazy numbers, just uh, don't be shy. Tell us a little bit about what you've done in the last year or two.
3: Okay. Last year, I started working with the general public. I uh, Truth be told, I've been licensed about 12 years, but never worked with the general public, had it to buy some investment properties, got into the corporate real estate game, and really couldn't use it to be a regular agent. So really started working with the public about 25, 26 months ago. First year, just like every agent, started off okay, but closed 16 deals. Uh, got my game going a little better. Yeah. We we kind of implemented uh, Matterport, which is a 3D virtual tour floor plans, got a little more high tech. And in uh, last year, we closed about 124 transactions. So we had a big jump. That was my wow. first full year. That's all um, of 2018, right? Yes, oh, yes. Yes. And then this last year, uh, even bigger leap right now, we just closed our 250th transaction yesterday of the year it's amazing pace to close about 300 at this point.
1: And a lot of these people that's really crazy numbers and he's so Thank humble you. about it, but he's doing something that's different. And so right now you have a lot of folks that are going to be selling their place and their investors, right? And so they will Come on, and they'll maybe sell 5, 10, 15 properties at a time. How do you manage this many type of transactions?
3: Yeah, that, well, that was the trick. So what we have done now, I, I, I'm an independent agent, but I have a, a solid team. Of course, everything is around the team. Uh, my wife, my beautiful wife, mm-hmm. is a huge part of that team as well. And we have basically three full-time admins um, and a part-time MLS assistant who helps me put them on the MLS and uh, that 's basically what we do, so uh, but we implement systems on everything. so I have systems from offering platforms we 've taken six hundred and eighty offers this year to do that you can 't do it through email, so we do it complete transparency through different types of offer systems. Uh, when we get a um, like a listing, we immediately have a system where we 're out within hours, have it up on the MLS pretty quick. We do specialize working with a lot of investors, so that 's the other thing right. I don't have the same issues as, say, a typical agent who has to maybe battle for the listing. Once you win that relationship Mm -hmm. and you have a flipper who might flip 15 homes a year, or an institutional, you know, player who might sell 50 homes a year. It's a little easier game, but the trick is trying to come up with all those processes and systems to be able to support that volume. And I think that's what we've done pretty well. Learning the way, all along the way, because two years ago, I only closed 16 deals, but it's been interesting. That's amazing.
0: Stephen, let's get up and cozy, right? Because it's cold outside. (laughs) We want to get to know you a little bit more. Can you share with us, you talk about systems. Yes. you sh- can you share a little bit about your background where do you come from and why systems is important to you because um real estate is more of a relationship business where we're networking we're out in the field we're meeting people we're yep. doing that one-on-one connecting but you're more of a systems more like an automated system type of like process yes. you know business can you explain to our audience um how you started where you come from as far as your background yep. and your passion behind the volume and and, and running that type of business yeah.
3: and I, I think that's important because a lot of it comes from confidence, and I had some confidence coming in that I'd be successful because of your background, right? So, so basically, in a nutshell, I became an investor in 2005. I have a tech background, an engineer by trade. I uh, became an, a realtor in like 2006. Started my own business with a high school buddy of mine. We ended up buying 73 single family homes in our life, wow. but 2009 was not a good time to even own one house, and we owned 60. 2012, that business went away, and uh, I got into the institutional investor market where the companies, Wall Street, was basically coming in and starting to buy those foreclosures, and I was lucky enough to get in there. So, worked in the institutional real estate game for about three years with three different companies, um, some, some of the biggest companies in the world. Uh, some of those companies own 80,000 homes. So, at one time, I managed a team of 46 people, 4,900 homes, and um, in like 2016, we even rented over 1,200 homes. I had a team of eight agents, um, six assistants, and we rented 1,253 homes in two two states.
0: So, property management is the background, basically
3: as well. coming from property management, mm-hmm. right? And so, you didn't have to fight for the listings per se, but I was an employee, right? I was my income was capped. But what it did teach me is, like, we would take in anywhere from five to eight hundred leads a week. And I managed the team that did that. So once you saw that, and you knew it was humanly possible, because I realized to the average person or agent, those numbers are big. Yeah. But inside these systems, we were able to do that. You know, through different things like exception reports and and things like that. Uh, do
0: expand on that. So for the novice investor or someone, right? Because we're in fourth quarter. Everyone is talking about buying and holding at this point. Yeah. The flipping game is kind of like you know a slow yeah. period, and so um, we're questioning next year. But this holding, where you're buying doors, you're buying investment properties. Can you give some advice or just best trade secrets on how to manage property and manage that number of um, properties?
3: Man, that's a tough game because me, my wife, and we used to have our business where we managed 65 and it it took all our effort, right? But um, once it got to watching the bigger players, that's where, because they had more money, more resources, they were able to put in. But a lot of those players initially started off like property managers, I'm sorry, they used external property managers, then they would find they brought it all in-house because they can control the processes more, control maintenance, control the turns. And being in that side of the industry on property management at a bigger scale, it was all that, right? It was trying to figure out the closure turn times instead of being 21 days to, you know, we wanted to be able to get it the house turned in seven days and get it repainted and ready for the next tenant compared to... Um, it, that basically that's it i mean we, you're you're basically just trying to always make incremental changes to help drive the numbers because when you're talking like we would manage forty nine hundred homes just in our region,
0: wow
3: right one one that's day crazy. per house over a year was huge, yeah so um in the other side of that part, I think that helps and I can kind of see some of the little bit of the future of real estate, I guess was. For one of the companies, we rented 2,100 homes in 11 months, all using what we call a rently box, which was self-showing, meaning it's kind of the future. And this was three years ago. So some of those techniques and the things I saw in that institutional type of environment has completely helped me because I can create my own systems. I know what it looks like. And, um has gotten us to where we're at today.
1: This is why I like having guests like Steve on because it's actually something so different and it really shows you that there's different levels of this business. There are people that are going to do a couple of transactions and this really helps you just try to elevate your real estate IQ. We always come back to that. How can you learn something on one nugget where you could say, I could actually apply that to my business. And this is what we all strive for. If you can do a couple of transactions, that's great. But really taking it and ramping it up, it takes these types of processes. It doesn't just happen overnight. He's taken real things that in the past, if you were just doing a couple of transactions, it wouldn't be possible. So these are the things that are really great about having Steve on. What do you think of that, Carla?
0: I love it. And and more importantly for our listeners, the people who really want to know like, how does this benefit me? How can I be in your light? And what can I do to grow from the information that you're giving me, right? So having said that, I'm going to milk the information (laughs) out of you. I want it all. So for someone who's looking to buy and there's not a lot of inventory, we know that that the reason why, you know, I'm not so afraid about next year is because we still have a lack of inventory. And here you are coming in saying, I have all the inventory you want. (laughs) So, um, but I can never get a hold of you. I'm never going to have that one-on-one relationship. I'm just going to submit an offer and I may never even like meet you in person. You'll never going to show me this property. Can you explain to me the difference between a volume transaction versus one where I expect you to call me back and, and respond right. to me personally?
3: Right. So here, here's slightly different. So I'm a listing agent. So I've only done four buy side transactions. And the reason I don't do as many buy side transactions is way more time consuming in handholding and that relationship, right? On the listing side, um, through technology, modern technology, um, it's become more of a marketing. If you become a marketing expert and you're an expert at it, which I consider we are, Yeah, um, that's really what sells houses. It's not necessarily as much the customer support. If you call me at 1130 at night, I answer. I'm still one of those guys. I take every one of my phone calls. I work with every agent. I don't pass any phone calls to my assistant, So I'm just a workhorse that way, right? But the, the biggest thing is that on the listing side, it's easier to, to go to scale because it's more about marketing. I go view the house once, I have a you know, sit down with the you know, the seller, and then it's just an admin calling your photographer, calling for drones, calling, you know, Matterport, my wife actually does our Matterport Hmm. business. And really you don't go back to the house again. And then it's more all systems accepting the offer, negotiating the offer. Um, on the list side of the business, way different. little, little way easier than on a buy side transaction.
0: Right. No, and I get that, right? Yeah. That's more of like the management real Correct. estate lingo. Yep. You and I could talk about how, how it is that you're doing it right. behind the scenes. But I'm talking about for that buyer who goes online and sees one of your listings right. and wants to make a bid. Like, how can I, as a buyer, win that bid and be our well, one of, because to me, you have so many listings.
3: I got a really, well, I got a, I got a good buyer tip. Maybe it'll lean into that question um, okay. that I see agents make. Based on seeing six hundred and eighty transactions, we we get a lot of multiple offers. So I right my, my biggest one was seventeen offers. That's unusual, but we we get three, four offers, five How do you offers. Manage I was that? trying to
0: win a thousand dollars earlier yeah. today. Now you're telling me you got a <laughs> I'll bid seventeen right. other realtors. So,
3: but what I have seen, um, the biggest thing is something called an escalation clause. Yeah. If you ever get into a multiple bid so you'll situation, take it. there is we take it. But there's so many people who don't know the other agents, really? Newer agents, or just don't know. And unfortunately, you've watched some of them overpay. Oh, because wow. an es- escalation clause could make you the highest offer.
0: Do you sit there and you're like ha ha ha. <laughs> no, no, not
4: really. But, <laughs> you,
0: know you know you do.
3: It could make you the highest offer, but sometimes it make your client overpays because the other side doesn't know what the other bid is. Yeah, can
2: and you he- explain for for listeners who don't know what that sure. is, what an escalation clause is? So
3: an escalation is. clause is, say we have a 200,000 we have three offers and we have uh, you know an offer at 195, 198 and 200. We call for highest and best offer by a certain date. So we're asking all three parties to go ahead and submit the offer. Well, if somebody comes in with an escalation clause like that 195 offer, if they had a good agent who was on top of that, they could come in and say, We want to bid 201, $1,000 above the next highest offer starting at 201, but not higher than 205. So now all of a sudden, all the bids come in, the highest bid is 203. These guys are only going to pay $204. What I have seen firsthand is somebody comes in and they bid two fourteen. Yeah. It happens a lot. They win. But they they win, lost, but they won by nine thousand. They'll never right. know it because we don't share that. Right. Right. But that's so an escalation clause on the buyer side, multiple offers is quick tip. To just kind of throw a nugget, but
0: that's why I wanted you to share that with our audience oh, yeah. because they're you know they're 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 consumers in essence, right? So they want to know the secrets of how to win a, a a bid as well. So the escalation clause is pretty funny because, like like I said, you're like in the background, like ha ha ha, and that's the difference between a bidding or making an offer on a transaction where you're getting a response from a real a realtor versus right. where you're sending an email where it's cold and dry. You don't hear it because see, when I call the realtor, I kind of you know so okay, what's it going to take to get this? Yeah. Deal done. Yep. So if I get my, my inspector in there, you're gonna say, Okay, Carla and I'm like, So what do you think I should come in at so I can right. kinda of massage the information out of you? But when you're directly working with the computer, right. you're bidding yourself. Right. And right. that's when you overbid.
3: Yeah, and we and we and we still present all offers and I talk to every realtor and I still have those those conversations but
0: like for now and ever now i'm gonna call you we're gonna have that
3: (laughs) (laughs) but the technology part is i kind of use that with my seller especially the big corporate sellers right they don't want you to call them with a bid because you might have 20 listings of theirs right um so yeah a little different there with the technology but we leverage that kind of on the seller but we still have that handhold you know we still are, are communicating all the the offers um
1: In In real time. That's amazing. That's so quick because when they come in, sometimes it takes time for the listing agent to go back and share that information with the seller. You've already put those systems in place. That's immediate. That's amazing.
0: So it goes directly to the the client? It goes directly
3: to all parties. So So you don't even see it? Yeah, the buyer agent goes on. It's right in. uh, The instructions are on the MLS and it tells them basically to submit your offer. Please upload to this platform. It's really easy to do. They just log in through Facebook. They don't have to create another ID and uh, it just automatically happens.
0: So there you have it. We're talking about a volume transacting realtor versus a one-on-one boutique realtor. And for you as a consumer, the difference is on the bidding process. When you submit an offer, you can always ha- talk to that realtor and kind of get a sense as to where they are with, with numbers. But when you're working with the volume-producing realtor, you're getting a response. And sometimes you're going to bid yourself because there's no emotion in the transaction. And we see those trends in the REO business, correct? In the foreclosures, when you're bidding for foreclosures. Right. Is it very similar?
3: Very similar, like I always. That's my line. I almost tell everybody is is basically it's very similar to an REO. Like my clients, some of my clients, corporate clients, may not respond for forty eight hours. Right, uh, it's not an REO, but it's very much like that. So that's the process. Yeah,
0: and you know it's important to understand that because. You, when people have a budget and it goes back to staying true to your budget, Joel. I mean, when you issue these pre-approvals, people would say, well, I, I'm approved for 450. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, let's break that down. What is your monthly budget, right? What's your taxes, insurance and assessments if you're buying a condo? So let's go backwards. In some scenarios, my advice to a buyer is that if you are in a very, you know, creative budget, Don't get into the bidding wars, especially when you have to do the highest and best. I hate it when they call for highest and best because I'm like, oh, hang (laughs) me. Like, how am I going to know? Absolutely. And then you do an escalation clause, and then you have somebody that in the trends, right, yep. are going to come back and do $10,000 above like the listing price. And then they come in adjust during inspection period, which I'm sure you get that, too. I get
3: that, too. <laughs>
0: How do you and handle are, that? A
3: lot of ours are sold as is, but in, in like I tell people, in the state of Illinois, attorneys here, we're very attorney-happy. Where other states, the realtors control a lot of the closing mm-hmm. process. Um, here, attorneys kind of ignore that. Even if we sell a lot of ours as is, kind of like an REO, like you mentioned, they still... We'll beat you up a little bit, but we we try to hold our own. But once in a while, if there's a valid concern, you can still make adjustments to a contract, obviously.
1: I love that you say that. Amazing. You've covered a lot today. One of the takeaways here before we let you go is you need to have systems in place. If you're doing a couple of transactions and you want to grow your business and take it to the next level, he's told you. You need to have systems in place that you can actually rely on. You're not going to be able to do it all in your head.
0: And aside from systems, do you sleep?
5: (laughs) I do not. Right? You don't? You (laughs) could have been like, I
0: I do. Shout out to Ryan Smith if you're watching. He says he watches, but he says he wakes up at 4 Mm o'clock in the morning, does his own type of Creo where he jumps in the shower, cold shower, and then gets in front of the desk and doesn't leave that desk all day. Because he's an REO broker and it's all systems and process and marketing. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. You're a superstar and… You know, just keep on rocking. You
1: got it. Before thanks, you guys. go, tell us where we can find you. Give us your full name again and where we can reach you.
3: This one's easy connectwithsteve.com. All my social media, everything's there, websites. So connectwithsteve.com. Thank you for coming on today. You got it. Thanks, guys.
1: I love
0: it. I mean, lots of great information. And, you know, I love going to your event today, yeah. Joel, just because we are, again, introduced to the real estate community and we get to hear about what's happening in the market. I know everyone's talking about an adjustment mm-hmm. and what's happening next year. Is there a recession? And I mean, you see a group of realtors who are thriving, they're happy, yeah. they're transacting. I got five calls today, uh, this week for listings and people are putting their properties on the market. There's still a lack of inventory and we need to create opportunities. So if you're hearing the news where people are saying, oh, next year is going to suck and... Actually had a buyer, yeah. was it you, Tammy, who told me that a buyer said that they're they're gonna wait till next year because the market's gonna crash. Yes. <laughs> and, that was and the he doesn't want to buy until next year. Yep. <laughs> so I don't know.
1: What are your thoughts on that? Well, right now, if you have properties that you can sell, there's going to be a lack of in- inventory coming up in the winter market. That's literally what happens in Chicago. We have a real cyclical nature. Uh, but coming forward, if you at the same token are buying a property, you can put in offers and not have to be the top business because there's a lot of properties that are vacant. But before we get to the next guest, I know that we have a trench segment. I want you to be able to talk, Tammy, something that was coming up. You, As mortgage lenders, we stick together. You have something about mortgage insurance. Can you share with everybody, please?
2: You know, yeah, I've had several clients recently um, have a lot of questions about mortgage insurance, and I have come to realize over the years that there's a lot of confusion around yeah. it. It is a little bit complex. Um, I think the main thing to take into consideration when you're looking, talking about uh, using a product that has mortgage insurance versus not. Uh, and and for those of you guys who don't know, mortgage insurance comes into play anytime that you're putting less than 20% down on the property. Um, there are some exceptions to that. You can have a product that is um, like a 90% loan to value where you only put 10% down that has no MI, but you're going to be paying the, a difference in the rate. So I don't typically recommend those except for maybe a particular circumstance where it would benefit the borrower. But the bottom line with the mortgage insurance is this. Mortgage insurance on most products with the exception of FHA is temporary. It goes away when you hit 80% if you do a, a refinance or a 78% automatically fall off on a, on a conventional product. So uh, if you look at the differences in these, either what it's going to do with your to your cash flow to have to put that 20% down or what it's going to do to your rate to buy out the MI, um, that rate's going to stay on that loan forever. The mortgage insurance is going to go away. So you have an opportunity. And the other thing that people don't know is that uh, mortgage insurance is based on all kinds of different factors, including what your debt to income ratio is and, uh, and rates basically for the mortgage insurance. So if you have a 740 credit score, you're going to qualify for a really itsy bitsy mortgage insurance payment and people don't know that. So go for it. See what you qualify with mortgage insurance with a little bit down on that house. Don't wait 25 years for that down payment. <laughs> Get in the market now. And we don't frown upon
0: people who use mortgage insurance, right, or do, do low down payment. Why? Because when you're making on an average forty five thousand dollars, and you want to become a property owner, how long is it going to take you to save money for down payment if you have to come up with ten thousand dollars or ten percent, right? If you're doing two hundred fifty thousand dollars purchase, twenty five, like who's going to come up with this money? And so this is an opportunity for you to say, I'm going to borrow money, and because I'm going to pose a little. Little bit more risk to the investor, which is the bank that's lending you the money, they're gonna to have to get insurance against that mortgage. And so who cares that you're gonna pay a premium because you're going to be able to buy with as little as three percent down. So instead of twenty five thousand dollars, you could put that money away and you can use that for buying furniture. But you know, I don't like to spend money, so you can just <laughs> save the money and buy more property. Thank you so much for that. I really enjoyed yeah, hearing I hope about it's that. Helpful. For sure. Did you have anything? You already shared your trenches.
1: We did the trenches, but I really wanted to make sure she got an opportunity because it is such a misconception and she knocked it out of the park. It's exactly what we want to hear. We're elevating your real estate IQ. We're
0: doing
2: it. Love it. So who's going to introduce the most amazing girl in the room? Oh, I want to do it. I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back with us today, our very own boss babe, Ami Bumia. She has special treats to share, uh, tidbits rather, about um, the market in this time of year. Well, happy to be back. Yeah, well, you're like—I mean, audience.
0: you're mod squad now. Like you're oh, official. I we am. need to get her a T-shirt. Part of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> need to try. But did you win the thousand dollars at uh, Joel's event today? I did not. Thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, Joel. I was
6: actually. Ag- <laughs> I agree. You call. should
0: have rigged it. I know. <laughs> we Next could time. be airing it now. I could say I was a winner wow. Or the bolts. Like all of us, the mod squad. On the in the bowl, like on the bowl in the bowl. How do you say that? I yes. start on talking. Bow. Yeah, English That's is fine. my second language. What can I say? <laughs> All right, bring it on, and give us some real estate information here.
2: Yeah, what are you seeing uh, in the market this year? I know you have very specific theories about October buying in October. Well, buying in
6: October historically and locally, um, it has been the highest amount of inventory that the, that you'll see in the entire year. Right, even if in, inventory is low, which is the consensus. Amongst everyone out there right now, um, you will see more inventory come on because we we're in that fourth quarter panic. Um, people who had a goal of wanting to purchase this year are actually um, in that last run. Um, so that's kind of what's happening there. That's a little snapshot um, for things to come. This is the time of year that everyone's doing. Realtors are are hitting up their sellers right now and are like, "The winter is coming." we need to get your glam shots in for Just your the whole home. game
2: of thrones on us right
6: now <laughs> winter is coming winter is coming um anyway so in order to take those really happy fun shots they're doing that now so if you are looking for inventory hit up your agent i mean they may be able to know that there are some pocket listings coming up things where homes are not going to be marketed on the on the open market until January, this is the time of year that you can potentially get in on something and maybe close this year, or even if your goal was to close early 2020, then that, that could happen. So those are things just to watch out for in this time where, you know, things are shifting and you may not be seeing what you wanted to buy this year as a goal.
2: And you, just before the show, you shared with me something that you had found online today. Oh, I yeah. It was, it was really interesting. I was looking, I was actually reading Forbes. I'm so fancy.
6: Um <laughs> Right, and apparently the trend um, for 2020 is um, is is these micro units and co co living spaces, where if you can't afford to become a homeowner by yourself, you can potentially go in with a friend, a roommate, or someone that you're currently living with, li- living with, and go in and buy like maybe a, a unit where um, you guys can have a lower payment during the month um, per month, because as we know, these rental buildings the price per square foot goes up year after year because of this affordability issue that we're seeing across the nation. So I think it's important to know that that opportunity is out there. And if you're open to the idea of purchasing a property with a friend and living with that friend, for a certain amount of time, it can actually help you um, build your real estate portfolio.
2: I actually saw that recently with a, a, a buyer who wanted to purchase this um, multi-unit property and they were going it was going to cash flow positive for them $20,000 a year. Um, they weren't able to qualify for it by themselves, but if they went in on it with this other friend who wanted to do the same thing, um, they could quali- qualify for it together. And I was like, that's amazing. Why? Because $10,000 a year is better than no $1,000 a year. <laughs> so going in on <laughs> Awesome. On this is a co living situation. I think is brilliant,
0: and this is way better than the condo situation where the roommate thing, right? Where you could buy a condo and you have a roommate, but it's a small condo per se. This is where you actually get your own flat. So one one apartment and the other person gets the other apartment. So you can do those
2: kind. You can structure that kind of loan. You could buy a four flat together, and then they could rent out the other ones if they wanted to do each other. own. Yeah,
0: and it just gets legal right into the legal conversation about how you want to hold the
2: asset and whatever. Yeah, usually it's simple. They can hold it together. They don't have to be, have any special relationship to hold the property together. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, uh, this isn't, you, what you were just talking about with the co-living situation is for, is an accessibility thing it's for people who maybe wouldn't be able to do it on their own. But if people are able to do it on their own, there is a path of, um, I wouldn't call it least resistance. There might be some resistance, but it's definitely the pa- the prime path, right? To, to really structure your investment well, to get in the game and make it count and really do that as quickly as possible. And I know that you've brought some tips, uh, for us today. And what do you what do you call that? Well, I call uh, I call it tips for living for free. OK, so <laughs> essentially
0: says <love> <laughs> for all my
6: millennial friends. Right. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, if you want to build wealth, you've got to you've got to start somewhere. And that means sacrificing for just a little while or not. Yeah. Um, depends on what your situation is. But um, the path to su- success here is basically you buy a multi-unit with um, with your FHA loans And then you go ahead and live in one of them. You rent the other two out. You live there for, I don't know, a couple years, two to five years until you kind of get some rents in, see what your expenses look like. But essentially, those other renters are paying a portion of your mortgage, right? So all of a sudden, your overhead has been decreased by possibly a third. Um, and when you're ready to move on, and you've got these life events happening where you're ready to get married, or you want a yard, or you just need a different change of scenery, um, you then just uh, rent your unit out. And then you buy your primary home second. Like this is a place that you're going to you know, make, potentially raise a family in. Um, when you do that, you can leverage the Two or three flat that you purchased before, and that can start paying a portion of of your of your current mortgage. And those other tenants are paying off your initial mortgage. So that's that's a very, I would say, smart way to go. Um, if you are going to go build your real estate empire, you've got to start somewhere.
2: And this is not just a. Uh duplicatable scenario. It's a repeatable scenario, right? Like you could do that and then just continuing, continue to add to it and have your own real estate empire eventually.
6: Yeah. After you do it the first time, I think people just feel like it's seamless, right? Like, especially if you've lived at the property, you know, the property, you know, what kind of maintenance is coming along with this, you know, what the downfalls are, you know, where you might have a little bit of um, risk where you're having to improve things like washer and dryer, things like that. Um, But once you start, You have to go through the experience of feeling what those things are. And once you move out of that space, then you come to know to expect it. And when you're ready for something... That's going to happen in the future, it doesn't seem like so much of a shock anymore. And it becomes more manageable. And then you can re- duplicate this, replicate this several times over um, as you continue to um, build your life.
0: And of course, you can call Steven because he's going to tell you about the systems that he has in place because he managed 63 properties. I can't believe that. I mean, that. insane. Yeah. But see, this is what market overdrive is all about is to show you because sometimes you only believe what you can see. And you can touch and you can experience. But when someone has never lived this, have never seen someone transact and close, how many did he say, 250 transactions or manage 63 properties, then you don't realize that this can be achieved or can be attained. And for all the... People who are like hanging out every weekend at the clubs, right? We're going to see some cool people later on today for the bars and club scene later on today. But you want to get into the VIP uh, parties and for free. This is how you can live for free. Like seriously. <laughs> and build a portfolio, an investment portfolio that leverages Your lifestyle because eventually not only are you going to live for free, but you're going to create wealth for your children's children. And I know you hear me say it all over and over again, but you have to try it at least once. Try it because with little down with programs like FHA where you can put 3% down, there's like really no reason. And right now everybody's kind of, you know, inside home, Googling, reading about real estate. Everybody wants to get in real estate. Real estate has always been the most sexiest, you know, outlet or vehicle, investment vehicle, right? So why not do it now? Joel, do you have any advice or any products out there that people may not know about that they can use to get started for the first time?
1: Well, Tammy does a lot of this stuff. So she's really good at figuring out a multifamily property. We talked off air about this. Buying these two to four unit buildings where you're going to occupy one of them, and you really don't need these large down payments. So these are meant for owner occupied. You can buy a two, three, or four unit building. You have to live in one. You need to have three and a half percent down. You literally, if you find the right place will have the other two or three rents covering not just a third of the mortgage, two-thirds of the mortgage. Or if you find the right property, it covers the entire mortgage. The idea is that you live there for a year, one year is the minimum, then you can move out. Now you have a fully cash-flowing property and you can do it again. Tammy, what are you seeing?
2: I mean, exactly that. Took yeah. the Word's right out of my mouth. So. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, it's, a, it's my favorite program to put people in because it is it, they typically cash flow really, really well. Um, people find themselves moving from their apartment that they were paying, what, 1600 2600 3600 a month to live in. And suddenly they're living in this four-unit building and maybe out of pocket paying $500 a month.
1: It and- blows them away. They think, I can only afford $1,500, and we literally get them in a mortgage for $6,000 a month. And they go. How could I ever do that? But they are literally getting two or three other rents that are each kicking off two to twenty five hundred. They're either getting six grand or seventy five hundred. And when you're buying these type of properties, it works. Go out and look for one.
2: Absolutely concur, one hundred percent. I was going to ask you too, Joel, what you think about Ami? What Ami had to say about the co living trend. Are you seeing that with with clients? Right My now? wife
1: would never let me do it. <laughs> No, it's really cool. that it, It's dipping your feet in, right? That's the whole idea. So many people, I think right now we have uh, this uh, generation uh, from getting out of school and starting a job after 2009 and 10, They are they're just going to rent even though they have the money. So this is one of the things that we're starting to see. It's a trend in the right direction.
0: And that's, uh, that's something that's, I love that you point that out because it's all about lifestyle, right? And part of the, the, not just the financing coaching that goes on in here, uh, but, you know, Tammy does a lot of coaching for business owners and business entrepreneurs. And then, I mean, you help people understand what they can, you know, attain through real estate investing. So if you guys are interested in real estate, and you want to learn more, uh, where can we hear more about your investment seminars? I um, you can find me on amibumia.com. It's It's A-M-I-B-U-M-I-A.com.
6: Or you can reach me at 773-425-5877.
2: For those of you who didn't hear that, that was a m i b u m i a dot com. She's so
0: smooth.
5: <laughs> love it.
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for
0: coming <laughs> love out. You look love
5: lovely as always. Love Go you. out there
2: and kill
0: it. Get Woo-hoo. into trenches. Get it, girl. Go sell some real estate. <laughs> um, but our next guest is pretty interesting because Joe I did yep. make a joke today at go your ahead. event let's go back to that okay, and I'm like got? what other industry mm-hmm. professionals that deal with big large you know acquisitions pricing wise mm-hmm. are drinking at 2 o'clock and it's totally
1: okay <laughs> it's perfectly fine I mean it was. it's a Thursday <laughs> you can have a couple of cocktails and actually just let loose nothing wrong with that
0: shout out to Matthew because I saw it I mean they have beer bottles everywhere I'm like this is a uh, you know like a college dorm party or something but no we're realtors and we're working and here about i got like a huge i think this is the first time that i hear about something like this where you can combine real estate with wine and drinking and having a good time that's like a no-brainer am i in yeah i mean yes i i'm, I'm i can't say that <laughs> on, on air but like i'm moving
5: okay. <laughs>
2: I like that <laughs> like, why not sign me up <laughs> just Please do it. introduce your next guest yes i can't wait okay so uh this guest actually <laughs> uh not only do we work together in the industry because uh he owns a brokerage in the great pacific northwest um called jw properties but we also go way back we knew each other in high school hey we went to the same college oh we i have... got the scoop oh, whatever okay. you need you just <laughs> let me know <laughs> all, he can answer all the questions um anyway we've known each other a long time we've worked together he he was one of the first real estate uh agents that i worked with when i very first in the mortgage business in 2001 so i am really honored to have him here on the show all the way out from Thank the pacific you. northwest josh ord welcome Thank you. hey you. Um, kick us off by telling us something that's unique or different about the market in the pacific northwest
5: yeah well we really have our own kind of micro economy there right we've got google and amazon and redfin and trulia and zillow and a lot of innovation there so our market is constantly innovating and i think out of that um there's always that spirit of innovation. So it's like, what can we do next to kind of like beat out the big boys, right? Like, it's always like the little guys versus. Wait, you're train. not a big boy? Yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, what are we going to do? So I think, can I can I go into it? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. I'm good, dying. Good. Here. I know. So I. I like right my I already signed my
2: license over to your brokerage. Okay,
5: I'll, done. I'll take it.
2: Where are you making your announcement right now?
5: I'm making my okay, announcement. Okay, okay, right now. Can I do it? Yeah, yeah please. Okay. Please Tell catch up. up. So I think for us, we, out of the spirit of innovation and our area, we were like, how do we integrate in the things we love, which is wine? real estate. and
0: I just came back from Italy, and I'm telling you, I'm sold.
5: See? Yes. And working with our clients. And it just gives us awesome platform to be able to be like, it's the great equalizer, right? And it puts people at ease. And you're like, all right, we like this. And we can talk about some of the hard things, and we can also be their advocate in the market. So we are launching a brokerage, which is a wine bar. So woo, mm-hmm. come, come on. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. You know, we went down to the, the liquor and cannabis board because we had the cannabis as well as liquor board in Washington mm. State. And they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I think we can. Mm-hmm.
0: That's my first question. I was like Wait, so you're a real estate office that's serving liquor? How did you get the license, the liquor license? We
5: cracked the code on it. You cracked the code. <laughs> we did. He's like
2: my new best friend, you guys. Yeah. He's like a waymaker though, because now that one person's done it,
5: other people can Correct. do it. Correct. <laughs> and I think
2: we'll keep it down because we got Clutch later on here.
5: I know he was but- already milking me for yeah, he information. was He's like, "How would you do that? <laughs> right.
0: Not only that, we're gonna take. We're not gonna go to Clutch anymore because we're gonna be partying at the at the wait, at wait, the wait. office. It's different cities. It's different cities. Oh, it's okay. sorry, damn. <laughs> Oops. <It's true. laughs>
2: okay. No, we go back. I love. you. You, clouds. we're so still there. Tell us about your your wine bar brokerage. Now, that I know the philosophy had to do with just kind of uh, by necessity. You guys were learning about yeah. the downtimes in the market yes. and how that was affecting newer brokers yeah. in the industry. So, tell us I'm about a third about that.
5: generation real estate broker, and we've seen a lot of ups and downs. And I think we really wanted to insulate ourselves from just. The coming market. You know, Seattle was ranked um, first for the hottest market up until 18. And then we've seen a big cool off. And so I think we're kind of like, man, what are we going to do next? You know, like kind of, you know, what's going on? So I think for us, we were like, as well as just historically every year, we see that some of our agents have a few months where it's like they don't really make a lot of money in the winter months. So we're like, how do we provide dual vocation for our agents? So it really was, you know, we have a lot of like working mothers and whatnot. And I'm like, how do we provide a paycheck for them in December, January, February, like when it's tough. And so we're like, man, they could be a server, integrate with their community, make a little bit of cash. And then when the spring comes, man, they've already filled that bucket of like a lot of people wanting to buy and sell as well as establish that trust because who doesn't love their bartender? Right.
2: right? That's right. We all love our bartender. Yeah. And and not only that, but they get to know the community, right? Because the Correct. community comes there and gets to kind of use it as another third space.
5: They do. It is a third space. Absolutely. And it kind of was, was birthed. We have a micro brokerage by design anyways, um, just because we want to keep our overhead low. And most people work from home. And so we really had that living room feel. I wanted that living room feel when we established the brokerage. It's the art of the table, right? It's like, hey, let's come, let's sit at the table. Let's kind of figure out like be more family. And so we noticed people would come, then they wanted to bring wine and they wanted to talk about their real estate deals. I'm like, you know what we should do? And so we just ended up kind of birthed out of that naturally.
0: I love it. But it's not just like come and talk about real estate. Realtors are like, you know, therapists. Our clients come to us and now I can offer my client a glass of wine. Please lay down. You don't tell me what's on your, that's a song. Please tell me what's on
2: your mind. (laughs) What exactly? You guys don't. I'm I'm dying to know what, what Joel thinks of this idea. There's (laughs)
1: There's so many <laughs> things that are happening right now. still doesn't drink. No, it doesn't. I used to be a great drinker. It's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Just because I've taken three years off just to see if I could grow the business, that's perfectly cool that you're actually doing so something That's, that's the different.
0: key to success. Stop drinking wine. I was drinking like
1: eight days a week. Okay. okay? So when you, when you can change it, yeah. And this is something that you got to come up with something new, and it's branding. And I think it's really cool. Thank well,
0: you. Well, only that is that, you know, Our office is huge, okay? Can I tell you? We're two levels. For the most part, no one's ever at the office. So it's like, why do we have so much real estate? They'd when be no there one if there was a bar. Yeah. It's true. It's Hello. true. So with their
1: clients. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So see, real, real estate is evolving and it's changing. And I love it that we are changing, you know, where we work and where we live. Yeah. Um, because everybody thinks that realtors are going to be no, like no one's going to need realtors, right? There's so much information online. You can Google it. You can yeah. YouTube it. You can figure everything out. Yeah. But I'm sorry, the relationship with the one-on-one for that guidance, that like let me make you feel comfortable. Let me help you buy this based on my experience. Yes. It's never going to go away. No. So just changing the dynamic of how we transact is exactly, you know, where we're heading with this. And yeah. I love, I mean, this is a brilliant idea. I wish you, I wish you were here. I wish I was here I'm, too. I'm, I'm, cha- I'm moving. Let's start just a little one somewhere invite else. Invite everyone out. You guys
2: can all come out to the Pacific Northwest. Done. I like that idea. I'm best. out
0: there every other month. We're doing out this. And now we got the, the owners of closet
2: are going to be coming in here later so we can talk to them about getting a license. Good. I we like got so the scoop. Before we wrap up, tell yeah. us, what the name of this bar is going to be
5: so the name of our bar is going to be switch so switch Ah, wine bar
2: I see what you did there Mm -hmm. you like that okay and so switching between real estate brokerage by day wine bar at night yeah Yeah. correct Um, and then the location
5: we are at 3308 Harborview Drive Gig Harbor Washington right on the water we're right on the water downtown main street and um, it's beautiful dang I hope you guys all come out someday
2: and then and this is just around the corner you guys are going to open right correct and then um, how do they find you
5: how did you find me how can they find you oh how can they find me yeah they can find um how about at jw.properties that is our current brokerage name but we are going to have a new landing page come up here ever so shortly soon
2: jw.properties perfect yeah. thank you thanks so much for thanks being for here, oh, here. God, i appreciate you that forgot guys. the wine
5: I did. yeah where's that wine
0: oh wow that's amazing awesome I love thanks guys it. appreciate you See, Joe, I know this is personal and you may or may not. You could just say, "Carlos, shut up. I'm used to this. I got two kids. But tell us a little bit, right? Because you have created such a successful business. Uh-huh. And I know I text you sometimes and you're like, I'm still in the office. Yeah. And people see you on the boat and entertaining agents and you're building relationships. And that's what we do. But you said three years ago, you changed your lifestyle.
1: I quit drinking, yeah, so it's a personal thing for me. I made a a conscious decision to uh, cut something out that was great. There was nothing wrong with it, but I really wanted to see if I could take it to the next level, and it started by doing it for six months and it started to grow. And I realized I really wanted to hit this goal that uh, I close $100 million of real estate, which is going to happen in 2019. And I knew that it wouldn't happen if I was doing it the way I was. And so certain people have an off switch. I never had one. So that was one of the reasons that I went cold turkey and I haven't had a drink since May 17th, 2016.
0: Look at you go. Congratulations. I seriously applaud you for that because It's it's life-changing, right? And when you have such determination and you can actually commit to something, there could be so many moments of weakness. because our business is so hectic. It's crazy. There's so many ups and downs that you could just say, F it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to. I need that. I need that to, to get through today. Or, right? I teach this to
1: people. If I can do that and you can find something that you can do, you can achieve anything. So if I can do this every single day, if it's not drinking at New Year's or the big game or opening day for the Cubs or all these different things, then you could start to really figure out how you can grow your life, grow your business, focus on the things that matter.
2: I love it. Love you, too. I mean, this is amazing, don't you think? Yeah, that was, that was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. Thank I you love for your sharing. Life, your life philosophy in general is inspiring. So.
1: you got to give. Thanks, And George. that's what these people here with us today, they're all about giving. It's about finding things that you can do to bring people into the community. So, Ken.
4: Yes. How are you? you just guys,
0: when you thought real estate wasn't fun,
4: you to me like this with this with this whole squeaky clean thing right before me every <laughs> single time. Last week it was Sunny Biggie. Yeah,
1: he right, was running right, after
4: him. Yeah. Right, here's Joel. He's you know he's cleaned his life up. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Ken. Ken, <laughs> tell us all the bots <laughs> and, and that's happening. <laughs> How are you? Doing great. How you doing?
1: Yeah, it's so good to see you yep. here. Tell us what's happening in the scene.
4: Yeah, so lots going on. Halloween's coming up. That's right. Uh, so we just launched our Halloween uh, mm-hmm. event, Hollywood themed at the Ambassador. Hotel, which is really cool. Um, so we'll be, uh, we just put those on sale on the Chicago Scene. What's Facebook the date page. for that event? It's the 25th. It's Friday, the 25th. That's a great day. Yeah, it really is. It's really, it's is gonna, the it's Friday. really good because we could do uh, hotel packages with it. We're selling the tickets right now for 30 bucks, but it'll be 60 bucks uh, a day of. So get them, early bird tickets. I can get them for 30 bucks. Uh, you can get them right now okay. for 30 bucks. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's really a great deal. Yeah, yeah that's great. Great. What, what are you wearing? <laughs> um, I can't tell. Oh, help. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll see.
0: See, this is a fun part but you of Market go Overdrive. To somebody
4: from film or TV, mm-hmm. right? It's like all oh. Hollywood-based. Mm-hmm. So if you know the Ambassador Hotel, there's pictures. Everywhere of Hollywood stars. Hugh Hefner used to be there, blah, blah, blah. Right? So that's so you
0: should go and Hugh Hefner.
4: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. It would
0: fit. It's very fitting. Will you be I a
4: would... bunny? <laughs> no. I don't it's know. Demeaning, yes, degrading,
0: exactly. and okay, oh, maybe. God, I think will <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, another
4: we've show. had a good run. Yep. And then we as men have had Would you a good
0: please run. introduce us, though, <laughs> to your guest? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. he's so, sti- so, sitting right next to you. We
4: So, first of all, we'll talk for just a second. Runway Latin Axes tonight. Oh, okay, yeah. And so that's a three day fashion event, Latin based. Designers, arabel Rosales is uh, running this. It's an amazing event. We should uh, check that out. The Saturday end or Friday and Saturday additional events to that, and then of course tomorrow, uh, before or before your event is uh, the runway Latinx. But then Marco Foster runs the White Party ninth year in a row. One Hope United charity. He does an amazing job with it. So I brought him a to Oh,
0: good Lord, hey. Marco. Hey. It's a charity. To give you crap because who wears white after Labor Day? That's oh. like a full pot. You can't do that.
7: You know what? Um, my girlfriend kind of moved in at the same time where normally I do it. <laughs> okay, so I couldn't do both at the same time.
0: So. I love you so cute. I'm he's like, like well, so- I do respect that. I'm like, but so that's yeah. okay. We're gonna bust out our white, you know, shoes and clothes because it's for a good cause. And yes. you
7: know what? To be honest with you, you just need an excuse, right? Yeah. You know, to break the rules, and and that's what we are. We're rule breakers for a good cause. So I
0: love, love that. Yeah. See, if you want to be a rule breaker, you have to come out. to uh, tomorrow friday for the white party and how can we get more information about the event
7: well you can go to uh, mfwhiteparty9.eventbrite.com and basically year nine uh, gives back to one hope united i was a foster kid myself and so it's uh, you know near and dear to me um because i didn't get adopted till i was like seven and it just so happens my adopted mother's last name was Foster so yeah yeah oh, I love that. <laughs> and um yeah you know what I've uh, been doing this for yeah like I said year 9 we've raised you know thousands upon thousands of dollars for the Foster care programs and um you know I've been working with One Hope United very closely as well as other charities as well but you know this one's dear and dear to me so
0: I love it, and we are showcasing these leaders today because I mean he's sitting here next to you know sexy thing over there. But
7: <laughs> Wait,
0: I, 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 well, you are but,
2: <laughs> see, cause you, he's just, talking about me. About me. Talking about me. Really next yeah.
4: But
0: you, Marco, are really always working. I mean, you're always supporting other. I mean, you come to all our events, so thank you so much for coming out and supporting all our events. Um, mm-hmm. I know you support Savannah with the women em- empowerment movement and the bold movement and all the stuff that she does. So I've seen you in the trenches working in the, you know, in the entertainment arena, which is much different from the, the real estate. But realtors and the entertainers, we work very closely in because we're always networking and we're always entertaining our clients because we're building these relationships. Except for Steven. I mean, he doesn't have to do that because he's got it all automated. But... <laughs> I do. For There's a lot of people who are watching today who are in the industry and follow you and know you and are super excited to see you here on the show. Can you? I, I really love that you share that personal story because they see you walking around making sure everybody's got a drink, everybody's okay, but they don't know the real you. So can you tell us a little bit more about you and how you came about into this business?
7: Um, Sure. I mean, you know, I'm just a IT guy. And, you know, all of a sudden, I ended up with this brain tumor in my head. And, you know, once they cut that out, and my recovery was like miraculous. And, you know, that really woke me up to... You know, I need to do something because actually I was, re- you know, One Hope United actually reached out to me before and I was like, oh, I'm too busy. I got a lot of things going. I got to work on my career, blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing how much time you can make for things. And now, literally last night when I should have been promoting for my event, I was dressed up as Captain America for the Children's <laughs> Advocacy Center. Aww, that's you awesome. Know, just doing that. And, you know, I mean, you, you, have, you make the time. Right. And um, that's the most important thing is that, you know, you you give in the ways you could give, whether it be financial or volunteering for something, as long as it's something that, you know, means something to you, um, that's the most important thing. And, um but, you know, what it, it always comes back to you, you know, which is, you know, good fortune and, you know, long life and everything like that. You know what I mean? um And my whole, my biggest thing is that it took a brain tumor for me to start giving back to charity. And I'm not going to lie, like... I still kind of feel bad about that, Uh you know, and my whole motto is that it shouldn't take something like messed up to happen to you to give back to something. So if I can use my experience to motivate other people to do something good, then you know what? Hey, you know.
0: It's the holiday season, you guys. And so if you're not involved with any charity, just reach out to any of us. Obviously, you know, I'm a huge advocate ambassador for St. Jude. Um, we won we a volunteer of the year la- this year for last year, what we did. And when St. Jude flew me out to Memphis, they put me in the gala committee and we raised $10,000 last yeah. year. And then this year I came back and I'm like, I'm going to do a gala. I'm going to do an event and we're going to raise $20,000. And to me, that was huge. And all of a sudden we committed, we created a committee and we did it and we raised 25 $5,000 we actually issued the check yesterday so anyone could do it I mean I have two kids I you know we have to manage and produce this and then I have a team of three realtors and my son plays hockey and my daughter's got tutoring and all the other extras so if I have time to do something it doesn't have to be in that scale I mean you could just be an ambassador for something and promote it and get every get you out of your seat and do something that makes you feel good right because at the end of the day we all know how to make money we all know how to work we all show up to our jobs but this is something that will live with you and it's something that you can you know hold dear because I mean Helping children receive free cancer treatment is amazing. And just, you know, you being from that foster system and understanding, you know, the lifestyle and wanting to give back, it it should always, you know, I encourage you all to reach out to one of us and, and get involved.
1: It's just small things like this. And that's what I love about what you've done for year after year. I can't believe it's nine. Is it the ninth year? Okay. And I love that it's I used ad- to have hair. <laughs> That's how long it's been, literally. And so the event I just want to make sure that we all know about this. So can we say it again, the, the time, the location, how can we get involved?
7: All right. So it's gonna be uh starts at eight o'clock tomorrow at Essex Skybar at yeah. the Essex Hotel. Uh you can go to MF White Party nine, all right, which stands for Marco Foster. <laughs> Yeah, like, I always have to, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, uh, MF white party, nine dot That's amazing. (laughs) Tickets are still on sale. They're still on sale and we've got a few left. And, um, yeah, we'd love to have you lo- love to have all you guys. There's going to be so many people. It's going to it's going to be it's it's amazing. It is. It's going to be fun.
0: It's going to be fun. Wherever you are, there's always so much fun.
7: Oh, so oh my- <laughs> you
0: have to come out, you have to support and it's for a good cause and you're going to be networking with us. So we'll probably be there and we can shake your hands and also collaborate and we can meet you guys because we are all about, you know, getting out of the studio and into the trenches and meeting our audience. So come out and support, really. Um again, uh you're not giving out your phone number, right?
7: No. Oh, no, not no. <laughs> see, I almost
5: yeah. got you. Oh, I almost got you.
7: you can, but you can always reach you can out MF to me. I know, but you can always find, reach out to me on Instagram at Marco Foster or Facebook at Marco A. Foster. Oh, my um, goodness. Or Twitter at Marco A. Foster. DM me, I'll get you <laughs> the
0: number. I'll get you in. Don't you worry. <laughs> thank you, Marco. I love it. Uh, thank you so all right, much. Mr. Man, have fun at Latinx. We'll see are, you, you later. are you walking the runway?
4: No, uh, I'm walking
7: behind him. <laughs> Uh, the runway follows him. I know,
0: right? Ken's like, well, I gotta go first because uh, I gotta go to the fashion show. I'm like, I don't care, Ken. I'm sorry you're livestock. You know, let <laughs> yep. me stop the show in the production so that Ken can make it.
7: It always sounds good when you say those first world problems out loud. <laughs> oh yeah. I've gotta hurry, I've got a <laughs> fashion right? show. To r- <laughs> make, no make no
4: mistake. she's the first one to go how do I get tickets? Yeah. I don't
0: say, how do I get tickets? I say, why did you not send me tickets? (laughs) Where are my tickets? I don't even ask anymore. This is terrible. See, codependency. I know. Don't do that. I
4: know. We love you, Ken.
0: Great show, you guys. So much information. We had amazing guests, but we cannot end this, right? Because we still got to get the Tony P people in the house. Um,
1: Wasn't that cool? It's so cool. Thank you, Marco in the room. So many people know him, but don't know that story. We've heard his name. We know what he does. He's famous for that white party, but the idea here is learning a little bit more and just getting involved. I live my life. As you guys hear about givers gain, if you can give back and find something that you're passionate about, your brand's going to grow. And he's a perfect example of it.
0: I love that we've learned a little bit about all the players that come on the show. Mm -hmm. I mean, it takes a lot of work to produce Market Overdrive. Everybody brings in something because we want to help you grow. We want to help you make money. Uh, But you never get to hear our stories and what Mm -hmm. we're about and how we came about this, right? Because everybody sees Carla on the show, but they don't see Carla. You know, Ponytail, I'm like a hot mess in my car getting one. You got the first part
1: right. (laughs) You got the hair right. I How was nice. really doing
0: my hair in the background, but you have to know the key players and what they're about and what <laughs> motivates people, so you can create, you know, success for yourself and and learn. And seriously, we are. You can email us. You can follow us on social media. But you can DM us. You can come in and watch the show live if you want. Uh, we're more than happy to to host you. Um, but it's always about learning and growing and getting one tidbit of you know inspiration
1: from our crew. So to remember, you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. You can subscribe on youtube and you can look at past shows and somebody that you'll see if you tune into any of those past shows is the incomparable tony p tony how are you doing great joel how are you doing boss good so we're so happy that you're here today you have somebody really cool in the house tell us what is happening and who you have with you today
4: so uh yeah we do the monthly uh, tony p networking events and we're going to be at clutch bar again on october 15th we actually did our um, event there back in february right before their grand openings that was really cool we packed the place and uh it was it was awesome and uh we will die to do something there again so uh, i brought drew here who's one of the partners from a uh, clutch group that runs uh clutch bar and concrete cowboy here in Chicago. Drew, welcome
1: in? to the show, man. How are
4: you?
8: I'm well, thanks for having
4: I me. I didn't realize last time when we were there, it wasn't even open. It was
8: so packed. This is what this guy does, right? We weren't even open yet. Yeah, I think it was snowing on the ground, and uh, Tony's like, let's just throw an event before we, we crack open the doors. So
1: Tell us, for the, the people house. that are watching, what that scene was like, and what was it like in the room?
8: You know what? To not see anyone in the room yet was unbelievable. I mean, everything that comes with it and opening a new venue in Chicago yeah. and like being from Texas and transplanting, you know, a new concept in the middle of a huge food and beverage city. And then to see this guy, you know, walk in with 350 people is unbelievable. You know, the energy was great.
1: It was a weeknight. It was cold. It was packed,
8: cold, packed. I mean, you couldn't have fit many more people in there. I think drinks were flowing and people were having a good time. Yeah, it was, it was pretty tight in there. That's amazing,
1: though, and that's what the power of what you do, and you're actually bringing it to the people, and it's not just about drinking. It's about networking, and you really put that together. Tammy, every time you're at one of those events, you know that you're not just about drinking, but you're going to meet people, right?
2: Absolutely. Every time, it's it's building, meeting and building these uh, new, very, very valuable relationships, and I just had Josh and Lauren uh, here that flew in from the Seattle area and introduced them to Tony P, mm-hmm. and I said, he's kind of like the social governor of Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Social governor. I like that. But it's kind of true. And so I do love these events. (laughs) You know? But value value is really what you bring at these events and I love Clutch. It's a great place to do it. What a what an amazing space. And yeah, so Tony, we see
0: you here all the time. I'm just gonna like throw this away and just ask questions, or not just even ask questions. I'm just gonna stare at the good-looking gentleman you have right next to you. Can you guys move the camera away from Tony and just focus in? Yeah, I'm on here all Tell the time. Tell me all about your life and time. how Give you started some, yeah. this company. I'll pretend I'm listening to you.
8: You know what? I actually did not start the company. Oh, um, darn it! I have three, you know, partners now that, are, that have become awesome friends of mine. Um, when they branched out of, of Texas and you know built a company there to bring you know this concept Concrete Cowboy to Chicago, I uh, joined the group and then kind of branched off from there. and We did Clutch Bar um, and really took it to the next level. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I did not start the company, but joining up with it and kind of expanding it in a new market in a market like Chicago has been unbelievable for me.
0: Tell us a little bit about your service model. Like, what is the expectation? Why should people visit this space?
8: You know what? We wear a lot of hats. You know, it's like the first off, and I pride myself on this from any venue that I've ran or been a part of is that it's built from the inside out you know, the staff is, is key. You know, I love everyone that works for me. I have a personal relationship with all of them and they give us, you know, it's hospitable, you know, that's hospitality is what we do. And they offer, you know, a great, great service to everyone that comes in. Um, but you know, we we're kind of, you know, a, a broader range of like a different concept built in one, you know, we have a great happy hour, awesome dinner menu, and then we lead into, you know, great nightlife, you know, so we kind of, we kind of do it all and, and, you know, excel at, at every part of it. Um, it's been nice to, to really kind of up our game, you know, with the aesthetic and, and our first time hiring like a full design team with Clutch and beautiful chandeliers and, you know, floor to ceiling windows and like mirrored walls and, um, you know, really bring a different dynamic to the city and kind of give Chicago a little bit of something that wasn't really there. Um, so it's been nice to, you know, have a warm welcome coming from basically like a sports bar concept to, you know, more of like a restaurant meets uh, nightclub concept with Clutch. And um, we couldn't really ask for any more.
0: True. so as you've heard, our realtor industry has been talking about like a adjustment or recession or a change in dynamics into sure. the spending power of, you know, the city. What are you seeing in the entertainment world? I mean, are you seeing a lot of commercial space are now becoming available? So a lot of new restaurants and entertainment centers are opening up. But where do you see your business going?
8: You know what? I It's it's crazy because I, I try to walk as much as I can just to like see what is going on in the city. You know, I live in River North and both businesses are five, six blocks from my house. But to kind of like walk past, you know, different venues that have closed or different, you know, restaurants or things like that and the new, new people and new concepts come to the market. Um, I know I think that the market just it's, it's booming a little bit. You know, just in the last like six months, we've had probably, you know, six to 10 places or, or venues open up, you know, kind of close to like where we are. Um, in the River North neighborhood. And um, as we came to Chicago three years ago, you know, and have two venues, we're looking to expand up here as well. So we should have another one within the next year.
0: Congratulations. Ooh, nice. Thank I you. mean, it just shows you, right, the the amount of uh, buying power that there is or spending power that there is in the city. Um, and so I don't think that, you know, Chicago is a Midwest <clears> city and there's so much to do here. The entertainment. Scenery, right? Like the restaurants and the nightlife. There's always so something to do, and I like to keep, you know, showcase these events here on Market Overdrive, just because it gives you something to do. So you can never say you're going to stay at home and be bored, because there's always something to do. Another organization to give back, and you guys have uh, been very giving and have provided us access to your spaces, also for St. Jude and any like of our, our of our events, sort to give back. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate that.
8: Of course, anytime. The doors are open. All- Always open.
0: And that's something that's key, right, in collaboration between the commercial <coughs> world and um, the real estate industry um, because we're, again, we're in the business, in the people business. And so giving back and aligning yourself. If a realtor or anyone in the industry wanted to get a hold of you or to participate or work with you or collaborate with you in your companies, how can we do that?
8: Um, email is the best way uh, for me. Uh, you know, my, my email is Drew, D R E W P, at SoClutchGroup.com. Um, other than that, I mean, my, my cell phone's always on that thing just does not does not turn off i mean we're we're up 24/7 working so um you know i can if someone wants to reach out to me through my email are
0: you giving away your phone number you know if, i
8: mean i just <laughs> met you a few minutes ago but if you, if you <laughs> If you want this is it, how I he turns
0: mean, me down. He's like, know, no.
8: I, I won't turn you down. I have no problem. giving it if, if, if that's what makes sense. <laughs> well, fine. I'm you over know.
0: you. How about that <laughs> beautiful young lady that's out here? What is <laughs> I happening? I just got a champagne. You, um, so I called Carlos <laughs> Brandon, and I hi, was like, hi, know? Carlos. I thought I was going to have my my Brazilian friend in here with his Brazil uh, Portuguese accent. I
4: brought my
2: champagne.
0: You brought the champagne. So, guys, we tried something new today. We have uh, Kai, the beautiful Kai here, our intern, who is got the camera so you can see the behind the scenes. And I'm actually getting some champagne. How about that? Yes. So. Yes. This is amazing. Cheers. So where do you want to host your closings? Uh, you know, with your mm-hmm. clients after you've had an amazing closing. Uh 250 transaction, dude, Steven. Hello. Yeah, right? We're gonna be a clutch. Where's Steven at? Yeah. A big cheers. Yeah. <laughs> So It's all about connections. It's all about collaboration. It's fourth quarter, so there's no reason for you not to come out and support these businesses as they are giving back. And Of course, you can always follow Tony P because he's got the inside scoop on all the hottest spots in Chicago.
4: Yeah, definitely got to keep everybody informed.
0: See,
2: that was way better than me saying, how huh, good looking you are. Huh? Let me just stare at you. <laughs> and Drew, this champagne was from you?
8: It was from us, yes. From, from Clutch. From Clutch. Well, thank yep. you.
2: Thank the you The mod, so mod feels very treated. <laughs> I truly appreciate it. Thank uh, you for
8: having us.
0: Joel, you get apple juice. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: we're so, Joel. we're yeah, get, so
4: excited, we're excited that over.
1: you guys are here doing this. I mean, Tony, you always bring cool guests in. So thank you again for sharing
8: what you do. We all got to get over to your locations. I would love to have you guys anytime. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: I love it. Great show. Great stuff again. And again, thank you so much for hanging out with us. And in today's case, celebrating with us and learning more about the industry professionals who are changing the landscape of real estate transacting and also the commercial people who are actually helping us grow our businesses and get closer to you in the networking arena. So again, we're going to be at clutch and we're also going to be at the white party. There's Latinx and you can have fashion. So you know what? Chicago is hot. Loving it. Loving it. Where can they find us?
1: Uh, Joel Shab uh, on Facebook and Cubs Fan Mortgage Man on Instagram.
0: I'm yep. already celebrating. <laughs> Are is. we out? It's over to Tammy.
2: <laughs> tell us. Okay, you can't give Carla like you know gifts. She loves gifts.
1: Tammy, you... tell everyone where we can find you. <laughs>
2: yes. Uh, you can find me at TammyScarlett.com or you can email me at Tammy at TammyScarlett.com. Uh, you can also look me up on uh, CCMortgage.com.
1: Guys, this is all about re- uh, you know doing the things that will grow your business, uh, elevating your real estate IQ. So one more time, remember, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on the YouTube channels and give it up for Carla. You really keep the show together. Big congratulations to you.
0: Oh, I heart you. <laughs> Nail it, I do it, it. Girl. It's a passion of love. Thank you so much. I align myself with great professionals and I really, really appreciate everyone here in the studio. Thank you and stay safe.